3: You ready to check your feelings at the door?
1: Check it out. Check it out.
3: This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts
0: and only the truth now.
3: Am I Reister or am I wrong?
4: I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is Reister or Wrong? The intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. Today, Kobe Bryant would have been 43 years old. We got to talk about the man. Um, Stadium fights are becoming very prevalent. Or are we just catching them on camera more often? Um, rookie quarterbacks, should they be starting? Should they be sitting? And, uh, Disney is making a lot of changes. They got rid of the fast pass, not are changing rides and Disney purists are, you know, getting a little bit upset and of course, cancel or consequence the milk crate challenge and the best of social media so uh you guys can get a hold of us i'm mad i at Unafraidshow.com. leave us a uh a five-star rating leave us a review all of those things and then shoot us an uh email i'm mad at unafraid or shoot us a text message 818-293-7547 all right ralph we will start at the beginning <clears throat> A societal issue that is becoming extremely prevalent is uh, stadium fights. Well, or, or at least we're seeing them more and we're seeing, I mean, they're getting bad. Uh, the, just like the one we saw last week where the lady threw the drink and escalated the whole situation And then we saw one this weekend in the Steelers game that looked like this. So, there's a lot of stuff to break down here. So, for, our, even, for our
3: audio listeners, <laughs> you might have to do a
4: walkthrough. Okay, so it was a Pittsburgh Steelers game. Were they playing the Bengals? Um, I I have no idea. Yeah, uh, oh gosh. Okay, so it was a pre- <laughs> it was a preseason game. I don't know why I thought I thought it was the Bengals, but um, it was a preseason game over the weekend. Uh, there is a guy who is. He gets in an argument with this lady for, for, for some reason, she's yelling in his face. You heard her be like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, and he's like, lady, get, get, get away from me. She hits him in the face. And then, um, then whoever she's with or some guy that's next to her, this is Steelers lions actually. Um, whoever she's with tries to intervene. She ends up get taken a punch. He sits the guy down with a couple punches as well. He knocks him out. And then, uh, she tries to get in front of him and stop her, stop him. And then, and then the other people are, you know, they don't say anything or do anything to the uh, guy, but they're just like, yo, this needs to break up. So the, before we deal with the actual fight itself, this particular one, Yeah. Is this becoming a bigger issue or are we just seeing it more like whether this is police brutality or anything else where it was going on, but we're just catching it on camera more?
3: Personally, I feel like a bigger issue. I feel like people are more tightly wound, more riled up. Um, They've got more of a hair trigger people are wanting the comforts of home more and more in stadiums. So they get annoyed by more and more things, especially as the cost creeps up and up and up. You just kind of have an expectation that you're going to be catered to. Um, But I think people are just more anxious and more tightly wound in general. I had season tickets to the Arizona Cardinals for six years, I think from 05 through 2011. And, I don't remember there ever being any fights in my section. Yeah. you have to understand my section was the five yard line row one on top of the visitor's tunnel. So that's where a okay. lot of road fans, especially in Arizona, yeah, a lot of road fans act, would get those tickets. Up. Yeah. And so I sat by the fans that would give and take, I feel like the most abuse and there just it, there just wasn't a lot of that, and it might have been helpful that that section was also the um, the section on top of the visitors tunnel for obvious reasons was also the sober section. Yeah, you could go it. You could go get a beer from the um, from a concession stand and drink it in the concourse and come back to your seat, but you couldn't drink in our section. Really? And so why? Uh, I think because it was the one that was on top of the visitors tunnel so that okay. you wouldn't get a bunch of drunk people with the ability to like toss beers and stuff. And because there's a big LDS population in Arizona. And so to, I think it helps to like have a, um, uh, what is it called? T section where, where you, where you're going to go. And you know that not everybody's has the ability to just drink in their seat the whole time. Yeah. Um, we accidentally bought our tickets there. We just got the best available and that's where they ended up being at. But I think that I, I think, that I went to six years of Arizona Cardinals games. I went to several years of it before that one was at Sun Devil Stadium. I have anti I've antagonized people from my seats at Sun Devil Stadium when I was younger (laughs) and stupider. But I never felt like it got to that level where you're seeing people throw fists and get caught on camera. I think you're seeing it more and more definitely because people have their phones readily available. But I do think it's more
4: prevalent. Well, see i the reason the only reason why i don't think it's necessarily more prevalent is because i remember when i was playing like in in the nfl not so much in college but in the nfl i remember regular, regularly seeing fights and that's probably because the because the pro game but because some of the, some of the college stadiums were were dry at the time so and i think the alcohol at the um, at the NFL games probably adds to and exacerbates the, you know, the, uh, the uh, tough guys and people just, and also people being reckless, you know, because they're drunk, they step on people's feet, they spill beers on them, they, you know, just stuff that you would ordinarily not do. And I think that people, like you were saying, have a short tolerance and a short fuse for that sort of thing. And then that adds to, a bigger problem, which, which turns into fights. So I don't think it's more prevalent. I think that we're just catching it on, on camera, which is, you know, the it's good on some level because, because we can sort out who did what and who didn't, but it's also bad because I think that we are a society. I mean, we're no different at this point than than the Romans were, or the, when they had gladiators, when they would fight to the death, because we as a society, I, I know individuals have different tolerances for things. But in general, we like to see the the people fight to the death. You know me? I, I even even though we don't want to admit it, we do. And when I say we, I mean, collectively, not yeah. as individual people.
3: I think people like commotion, they like violence, they like a level of risk, um, which is why we'll get into it later, why this crate challenge thing is taking off, but <laughs> I, do, I do think it's more, I and I think... <laughs> I think, um, violence overall as a, as a crime in society is exponentially down from like 30 years ago. But I think that the, the misbehavior you're seeing out in, in stadiums and stuff like that, I think it's definitely been worse in the last few months than it was pre COVID
4: See. I I think that you do have a that there is a good point there because we we did see in the NBA more fans acting, acting reckless towards players. And and truthfully, and I know that before anybody gets crazy and sends comments, all that stuff, listen to the entire argument. okay that this is a a product of Donald Trump. This is a product of. And because I'm a big, a big believer in leadership, and that the people below the leaders will do what the leaders do, because when Donald Trump got in office and was getting elected, the disrespect that he showed to the other candidates was kind of unprecedented. The name calling, belittling, all of these things we hadn't lion seen. lion Ted low yeah. energy jab, yeah, sleepy. Sleepy uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, we we hadn't seen that on on that level. And then you translate that and then you look down then you had more Congress and Senate people starting to be more disrespectful and just flagrant with the way that they did things. And then you had and then that trickles down to the public in general because they're like our leaders are doing this. Why can't I do it? So then you've had people be more willing to be bold, more bold with whatever their stance is, whether it's racism or whether it's, you know, social justice or whatever it is in the middle, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you have had people willing to be significantly more vocal and animated and demonstrative about whatever they're passionate about at that moment than we have ever seen. So, You can you can think that this is a great thing, but this is, I believe, a result of Donald Trump, who was our leader and who was the president of the United States.
3: Do you think the the response to Donald Trump's behavior that granted him more power and higher office is more to blame or do you think the person um is more to blame because he he didn't put himself in office. Oh, I no no no. no. But I do I, I do want to say that I do agree that like there is a level of permissiveness that goes with this person is in the highest office in the land. This is the way that they talk. Therefore, that makes it a little bit more acceptable. Um, you have the school teachers that you had in your school that let you like curse or the ones that let you turn in assignments late, did you, were you more likely to turn in an assignment late when your teacher didn't take off points for assignments being late? Yes. Right. So like the, the permissiveness, permissiveness in culture and the slippery slope of certain things, we even see it like on television and stuff like that stuff that didn't used to be allowed on TV. You know, it it, it gets, they, they push the envelope more and more and more until it's not an envelope. It's just a piece of paper. You know, like it, it, we, We're we're kind of consistently pushing in every possible direction. I don't know if I blame the person in charge or if I would consider them to be a symptom of the direction of where we're going
4: as a culture. Now, I think that that's a very valid point. I think
3: like what you're saying, you're saying these fights are more likely because you have a more aggressive person up top, but these type of fights could have put that person up top. See, I think
4: that it's, see, that's a, that's a great point, right? Is that we, as a country, we voted this man in, right? Even if you didn't vote in vote for him individually, we did it. So, we as a country put him into into office and then. So it's our fault that this has happened, but it's his responsibility, if that makes sense.
3: They, yeah, I, I, I suppose there's a lot of stuff to parse in there. It's our fault by negative two point nine million yeah. and the electoral <laughs> college rules. But at the same time, like, y yeah, I yeah. Did the decency of Barack Obama policy decisions aside, did the decency and thoughtfulness and professorial nature of Barack Obama bring out the better angels in the people? Or was there just this underlying like stewing
4: thing? I I think there was always an underlying stewing thing. I mean, that's just like, when when people say that Asian American hate is on the rise or or racism is on the rise. No, it's not. It's just more vocal. Like people have been empowered to 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 do it. Like how can you possibly say that today is more racist than nineteen sixty? You see what I'm saying? When 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 you had police officers hosing people down in the streets and people were still being lynched, there was segregation. Like, you can't say that racism is more prevalent now. It is just it looks different. But you but you can't say it's more prevalent because black people and uh, other races do have more opportunities. But that doesn't mean that racism doesn't exist. That it's just it just looks different now. So, like, yes, there's not white only restrooms, white only water fountains and all that kind of kind of stuff. So, like, you, I just don't believe that you can say it's more prevalent. I just think that you're catching these things more often on camera or you're able to prove them. I mean, it's like it's it's like, do you think that more murders were were happening, you know, uh, a hundred years ago, yes, when, when, yes, because there was no DNA. You, the, the chance of you getting caught was significantly less. And now, dude, it, it, there are cameras everywhere. Even if they don't catch you, they're like, "Oh shit." Wait, uh, why was his cell phone pinging off this tower in this location? Hold up. We caught his license plate on a camera reader, you know, like a hundred miles away from his house. Why was he in Texas? How did you know I was in Texas? Well, because we blah, blah, blah. you're just like, those are things that you would not have known. So I don't think it's more prevalent. It's just more readily. Like the information is more readily available now.
3: So, undercurrent of anxiety, societal permissiveness um, to just people not getting along or whatever, cell phone cameras existing. There's a bunch of stuff that can factor into this, but can we at least agree that the common thread here, one that we brought up on Reister or Wrong before, is that uh, there is a third party involved in this who kicked this whole thing off. Yes, and this is this is not a shot at oh. at uh, at the the female gender at all. I just want to say the video clip that we showed isn't even the full clip. She spent the first five seconds cursing her man out and then turned on the other guy and then created a fight between the two of them by striking one of them.
4: Yeah, it, it was. And that and this goes to the second part of this conversation. Right. Which is which is the whole idea of a man should never hit a woman. Right.
3: A man should I, never hit a woman.
4: I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. But in this situation, I still have to give him some some blame, but I don't blame him on the same way that I would because
3: she she literally hit him in the face. Right. I would <laughs> this in the, is the middle be of very a fight. lawyerly. This is going to be very lawyerly, but I would argue that he did not when given the opportunity, he did not hit a woman. And then when she came back as if she was going to do something, he cleared the area. Correct. I don't, because he had the opportunity when she hit him, he had the opportunity to do something. and he flinched and he and, he, and she and he he backed to. away and her man stood up. He sat him back down when she stepped in between. He cleared her out and he kept going after the man. I think he probably shares those same values um, with the level of hesitation that he showed, because had he been out to hit that woman or to punish her for striking him first, it would have been done. Yeah, it would have been done repeatedly. She yep. was out there in the open. He took out his issue with her hitting him in the face on her man,
4: which is where he sh- it should have been.
3: Right. If, if you can, if you, if, I know it's hard as a man to eat a punch. And if he hadn't have gotten up, but you got to get up at that point, that's your woman if he hadn't have gotten up maybe nothing happens from there maybe everyone gets escorted out he did show restraint to begin with and then when her man stood up he sat him back down when she stepped in between in between he cleared her out i, I hate everything about this but at the same time i can understand I can understand the mental hoops he was jumping through. He was being calm. He was talking to a guy who was sat down. There's obviously some type of conflict, and she was in both of their faces screaming. You cannot scream at somebody to de-escalate a situation. Correct. You just can't do it. And the second thing is we're talking about the FDA approval of this Pfizer vaccine. People might think this is going every which way because we brought up the president. <laughs> right. <vaccines laughs> and everything like that. But the truth of the matter is people are going to start requiring proof of some of these vaccines or proof of a negative test to get into some of these games. More so than proof of a vaccine, we're going to start to need to see people taking de-escalation classes to be even be able to attend these sporting events. Because even if they're not more prevalent, they are more shareable. Therefore, it's going to create in people's minds that this is more of a problem. And the more you put out there that people are getting into fights at these games, the less likely people who are on the fence about going to some of these games are to purchase tickets. Dude, and bitch. when it starts to cost some of these teams money, you're going to see stuff, even if it's just like a questionnaire of like, let's say that somebody's being loud. Do you know who to call? Do you know what helpline to text? Let's say that somebody's had five or six beers and they're starting to get loud. What would you do in that situation? They're going to make people take a quiz on de escalation before they even let them go in and watch the Lions and Steelers in the preseason.
4: Yep. Dude, it, and and I don't think that um, that that's a bad idea, dude. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think that people are that that they have to learn how to control themselves and learn how to like because I think that there's a certain level of people and we all know them who like haven't faced consequences, right? And 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 they get to shout, you know, in their normal daily life, they shout at people, they cuss people out, they do whatever. And there are never any real repercussions. Right.
3: So you you brought it up. Now, I'm going to sound like a total piece of garbage for even going down this road. But you brought that up. That There's a lot of people that think like you and me that you don't no, no matter how bad it gets, if you can avoid it, you don't touch a woman. Yep. But that's the type of lack of consequences that could create the situation Correct. in which we had the game in Los Angeles where the woman throws the Pepsi and causes an all out brawl or where this woman decides that she can slap a grown man across his face, oh. scream in his face, cuss at him is is that they believe that these societal rules um, that that aren't really based in anything other than chivalry and classic gender. um Roles, which gets us to a really weird place of like, does a liberal utopia include women taking punches at sporting events? Yeah, because there is no difference between, um, uh, the way that certain genders should be treated. All of it's really weird, slippery slope logic. But you're talking about the permissiveness and people not having to face consequences, and I do think that a lot of that factors in. But when you'd have a bunch of people who say like, yeah, I would never. You do see what I'm saying is you do see women taking advantage of of that situation sometimes of not believing that if they act out of violence, that they're that it's going to be reciprocated.
4: Oh, God, dude, I tell my I tell my daughters. Right. And I know that this may sound bad or whatever it is. They are 21 and they are 11. I tell them, but m- more so with the with the 21-year-old, because she's very vocal, like she's animated, you, you know, and she will speak her mind and all of this stuff. I'm like... She will.
3: <laughs> i met her. This yeah.
4: is true. And I'm like, all those things are good and great about you, right? I was like, but you do have to understand when you're in a situation with a man, that it doesn't mean that you should cower down. But it also means that you just have to be aware of the escalation of a situation. You see what I'm saying? And that that doesn't mean you're cowering where you're just saying, all right, look, I'm going to take a step back because I understand how this can turn. And I tell them, here's the other thing I tell them. I'm like, under any circumstances, under any circumstances, do not put your hand on a man. Period. Period. And he should not put his hands on you under any circumstances. Like, but but because anti
3: violence all the way around. Cor- to correct. Be
4: absolutely clear. Correct. But if you put your hand on on him, there may be something that comes back. That's the
3: thing. I'm. That's yes. the thing. That and not that there should be, but you you t- you can't guarantee anything. Correct.
4: Correct, is that you have to keep yourself in as low risk for violence as possible and th- and that's not to say that oh like because some people are going to turn it to oh she did she deserved it no that's not no, what that means never it just, it just means that there are consequences to things in life and that doesn't mean that they're always right but in this situation or in situations when you put your hands on somebody else whether it's another man a woman what whatever it is there may be something that comes back, and you and you have to understand that before you go into it.
3: That's just practicality, and and I my I've got a really really good friend you 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 know him as well. He's gotten in trouble several times for he he tells all the women in his life like, hey if you can if you cannot please don't have your headphones in at like the gas station you're pumping gas at night don't have your headphones in yeah don't jog alone don't do some of these things that that. Because, yes, you were right. Every time something happens to a woman, there is no invitation. The perpetrator is 100 million percent. Yeah. At fault, like every single time. Absolutely. However. The practicality of the situation dictates a level of risk that it would be preferable for you to not assume. Correct. Correct. And that and that's that's an unfortunate reality. It is not laying blame at the feet of of women for anything that happens to them. Now, however, I remember the time that my car got stolen because I left the keys in it when I went in to get uh, Dr. Pepper at the gas station and I got carjacked. And everybody told me, you know, you're a dumbass for leaving your keys in your car. I, at that point, can accept it. But at the same time, it it's still not my fault that my car got stolen. The dude had an AK 47 and a bag of meth. He was probably going to get that car from me regardless. Exactly. Exactly. So I, it's just, there's, there's a level of practicality that says if you can avoid situations in which there is an elevated risk, do so. And that includes perpetrating violence On anyone no matter how big of a jerk They are or a loudmouth, or obstructing Your view or getting on your man Don't hit him don't Do not because you then Lose the ability to Completely control and something Could happen to you anyway but you've Elevated the situation and you lose the ability To completely control the outcome You've, you've, You've given away control of the situation You have to be really really careful when stuff Like that happens or else your man Could get knocked out and it could go viral On the internet
4: All right, next thing up is uh, Disney. Disney uh, is changing some of its rides. They have eliminated the fast, the Flash Pass, which is which was one of their best inventions. The way you didn't have to wait in in line for eighty hours for all the rides, like you used to be able to ride ride one, be in line for another. And then go straight to that ride. So it allowed you to ride two rides in close succession. I thought that that was a great deal. It was smart. Um, yeah, so that that was the way to do it, I think. And they're also um, going to change rides uh, as, as well. And you can tell us about that.
3: Uh, so they've, they've changed Tower of Terror over to a... Um Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy galaxy type thing. Uh, They took one of my favorite things, which the the nine minute long 3D film, uh, Bugs Life. Yeah, that was there for 23 years. And now it's an Avengers themed thing. Uh, Hated that. And now Splash Mountain, they've taken um, out of the old school Disney Briar Rabbit uh, stuff. And and now it's going to be a continuation of The Princess and the Frog. Okay. Um, so uh, as a species, we don't like it when anything changes. We don't like it when things attack our um, nostalgic remembrances. Uh, Even if it's something that doesn't even really affect us, we would just prefer that things not change. And so now there's going to be a bunch of people mad all day long that Splash Mountain is different, that it's evolved. But that brings me to the question, George, if you could preserve one Disneyland ride forever and if you could change out one Disneyland ride, what would those two things be?
4: Uh, S- Space Mountain. It must be preserved. It is uh, aside from at least at Disneyland here because Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like a dropping kind of kind of ride, that that's actually at California Adventures. So by far, though, the best ride at Disneyland is Space Mountain. So it must be protected at all costs. The however. I would be down for an expansion of Space Mountain, like to make Space Mountain longer and bigger and better. So I would so I want to keep Space Mountain, but I want space. I want a refresh of Space Mountain.
3: That's the two opposite things.
4: <laughs> How is that? No, I, I want to keep the indoor riding in the dark
3: part. Okay. I just want it better. So, what well, you wouldn't care if they changed the theme of it. No, if no, Space no. Mountain, if Space Mountain became like the uh, Han Solo. No, it's riding or in the dark. It, it As long as it's still. It
4: can be called Space Mountain presented by. You know, rocket mortgage like Michigan (laughs) State, (laughs) or presented by, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, presented by Mickey Mouse. I don't care. This, as long as I get a chance to ride a roller coaster in the dark, I'm in.
3: Okay. Um, And is there one that you would like to see just done away with or completely revamped? The Matterhorn.
4: Wait no 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 to- wait wait no 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 I'm sorry the uh, damn teacups the, the teacups uh, okay the, the uh, teacup I would dude
3: uh,
4: well okay I was getting ready to say that there isn't enough money in the world to pay me to get on the teacups but then I thought listen everything everything is for sale everything's just not on sale so yes I, there is an amount of money. And it would start at like for me to get on. and I do? I love roller coasters. Is
3: These, there an amount of money, or is there your two year old saying, "Dad, let's go"? No, I want to
4: ride it with you. No, I'm not getting on it. My okay. my my two my, my my kids have asked me to get on stuff like that, or like the ride where you lean against the wall and it spins like that no bro I get I get the gravitron (laughs) yes I get really bad motion sickness when I do stuff like that like one one time I got in trouble in college and I had to roll they make you roll the length of the field yeah and then back and back so I had to roll like 200 yards I was sick for a couple days and so and I told my coach I said coach Oz if you ever make me roll again I'm quitting and he said (laughs) well well don't get another 630 then and you won't have to
3: roll and I didn't get another six 30. So, okay. So, yeah, I'm 100% preserving Mr. Toad's wild ride for eternity because it's the one ride at Disneyland that you get on. And afterward, you're like, I probably should not have brought my kid on this. Like you go in that ride, you go to hell. I'm pretty sure you go to hell. Don't Why? you? I don't
4: know. I mean, that like much.
3: literally Mr. Toad's wild ride takes you to hell on the ride. Like that's part of it. Yeah. I think if I'm remembering correctly, it's in the children's section when you first go in and there's all those little rides and the carousel, Mr. Toad's wild ride is old school Disney, which back then the thing that people craved was to kind of be frightened and scared a little bit and then made to believe it was all going to be okay in the end. And, and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I, I fully believe that, that Mr. Toad's wild ride experience is pretty uh, pretty different than anything else that you'd experience at Disney, especially yeah. in the children's section. Yep. So I'd love that to stay forever because that's you, hilarious to me. You know what they should bring back? Hmm.
4: That they that you know that it just bugs so many people. They want. Pirates of the Caribbean to go back to, to go back to the way it, it was. Cause cause remember we read that article about the person was like, I can't ride Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean anymore. They changed everything. They, it got too woke. They, they, <laughs> right. so they, the they, pirates,
3: they, the pirates aren't as rapey and they yeah. were, they wanted, they wanted to feel like the pirates might rape someone at any minute.
4: Yes. That's, That's what, what, they, what pirates do. What's the problem? Like, Oh, it's Disneyland. We need to stop being rapey, bro. And yeah,
3: they're like, what do you think? Drink up me Hardys means juice. They're very upset. Yes, uh, I would um, get rid of forever. The submarine forever and ever. Why? There's just a claustrophobia with it that I that I can't. Um, that it, it's not worth waiting in line for it's not it's i think i was in there one time and a kid threw up and then you're just down there yeah uh i don't like that at all um and then and and then on the runner-up list i suppose um i'm not a big fan of the california adventure one where you're in front of the screen and everything smells like oranges all of a sudden yeah that orange smell is a little bit too much <laughs> for me. Like the, it's like a car air freshener type orange instead of the, like a it's, it's an unnatural orange scent and it kind of made me sick to my stomach for the rest of the ride. And I, I don't like that very much, but for the most part they can change whatever they want. It's I have four kids, so I'm probably never, I can't, I can't even show up to one of those parks without spending $10,000. So I, I, whatever they want to change to make it more entertaining, uh, um, for, for my children, so I, I don't feel like I just lit a stack of money on fire. I'm good with it, <laughs> dude. You're you are lighting a
4: stack on a stack of money on fire if you are going to Disneyland. Period. All right, uh, the next thing up, it is Kobe Bean Bryant's birthday. He would have been 43 years old today, and dude, so four days ago. So I didn't realize it was his birthday today until two days ago. But four days ago, they were showing his very last game against the Utah Jazz. They showed uh, and they had Shaq talking about it. He was like, yeah, I went up to Kobe and I told him. (laughs) uh, No, no, it was on inside the NBA. And I told him, hey, yo, it's your last game. You got to go get 50. And Kobe was like, nah, man, I can't do it. And then he was like, and then before the game, I told him, I said, Kobe, you got to go get 50. And he was like, all right, all right, big fella, I'll go try. And then he started out slow. And then he got, he ended up getting getting 60. Dude, I, watching that game is literally like watching remember the Titans or watching uh, Hoosiers or watching like any great sports film. It's like that because the the end, they were down, what, 10 points with like two minutes left and Kobe brings them single handedly all the way back and then hits the game winner and wins it, it and scores 60. It doesn't end like that. Like no, Michael Jordan didn't end like that. It didn't like none of the other great nobody has ended like that. And it was so fitting for his personality, for everything, dude. Every time I see that game and I'm getting chills now talking about it, I shed tears. It makes me cry. I I was in my living room because I decided not to get tickets to that game because it was going to cost me like $6,000 to get some reasonable seats in in the stadium and I was like no right if I had known that that was going to happen I would have paid the money I would have paid the money dude I dude I was sitting in my living room bawling watching it because I was watching it happen he hit shot after shot you're just like no he didn't do it no he didn't do it and then you just it was, it is probably my, aside from anything that I did, anything that I've been a part of, uh, put put that aside, that is by far my single greatest sports moment of all time. Really? Yes. It's not even, and it's not even close. Dude, the, the only thing that could probably come close to that is when Oregon wins the national championship. And then it probably still won't. I, I don't even know. That's the okay. next closest thing, and it hasn't even happened yet. So, yeah,
3: I've always uh, I've always appreciated Kobe. I always had a healthy fear of uh, his ability and what he could do. Very much enjoyed rooting against him. After the Lakers stopped being a threat, it became very easy for me to just appreciate him and what he was doing and i remember being at the gym and staying an extra hour and a half on the treadmill like just with extra juice from watching that second half that was so much fun i also remember like getting in a twitter fight with somebody that night because they said that he was being a ball hog and i was like for what they suck the whole team sucks it's his last game ever just have fun do you hate fun And, uh, and that was like a mutual follow for years. And, and haven't talked to that person (laughs) since Kobe retired. Yep. Um, it is wild to think about Kobe Bryant would have been 43 today, considering that that's like Tom Brady's age, right? Yes, exactly. So like still, still in the absolute prime, um, of, of his life. Not like not, you know, everybody always assumes that once you retire from basketball, some old washed up man, most people are done with basketball by the time they're in their mid 30s um, and life is just starting out. And uh, and the other thing um, that it's interesting to reflect on Kobe today, and, I'm, and this is my question for you, is uh, as somebody who is a longtime Pat Tillman fan who was in high school when he was at Arizona State, who was, you know, um, in my college years when he was playing for the Cardinals um, and when he went to serve in Afghanistan, it's been very interesting over the last 20, on not 20 years, but like 18, 17, 18 years to watch the evolution of Pat Tillman's legacy, what people have clung to, what people have claimed, what they actually understand about him, what they don't understand about him. Um the the way that they interact uh, with his family, uh, his wife, Marie, moved on. She married somebody else. And anytime that she comes out to speak on his behalf, which is very rarely, she has a bunch of people tell her that she's wrong. Yeah, um, because they they all have this piece of Pat Tillman that they believe either furthers personal beliefs that they have or that they really cling to and is very important to them. Um, Are you starting to see that with with Kobe Bryant? Are you starting to see um, maybe people kind of misremembering who he was to serve sort of their own purposes? Like he's being Mm -hmm. lionized and co-opted and in Uh, those sort of ways. Or do you not feel that way? I don't.
4: I don't. I, I feel like that he was very clear about what he stood for. And what he thought about things, because I think the difference between Pat Tillman and Kobe is, is that people make a lot of assumptions about Pat Tillman because there's not a lot, a lot to hear from Pat Tillman himself. If that makes sense, right? You, you know, so he didn't speak for himself on the same level that Kobe did. We have so many audio clips, so many interviews, like hundreds of hours, like that, and of him saying things himself and us watching it right so there's no miscommunication about what Kobe would have thought you see what I'm saying right and we have his wife Vanessa who communicates to us what he thought as well and then people like Shaq who communicate what
5: he thought as well the day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining Shaq Kobe's not passing the ball I said I'll talk to him I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an M.E. in that motherfucker.
0: (laughs) So I
2: went back.
5: (laughs) So I went back and told Rick.
4: Uh, Yeah, so he said he went back and told Rick, hey, he ain't passing the ball. You better just rebound. I mean, like you knew he was unapologetic about winning about. And then you saw him as a father, like you saw it. Like, so I don't think that there is any like. So I send my son's videos that come up of Kobe, of him actually talking. Right. And saying the things out of his mouth. So I think the difference is, is that people try to speak for Pat Tillman, But with Kobe, they just let him speak for himself because there's video of it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's just it it has been interesting over the last couple of years. Watching people who will have like Kobe Bryant as an avatar, but still hate on women's sports. And then you'll see people come out of the woodworks and say, you can't like Kobe and like what he stood for. Like, you can't be a fan of Kobe Bryant and not like women's sports. And I don't know. It feels like I'm starting to see more people kind of claim his legacy to try to like. Further it, and I wonder if they're doing something that that he would have been doing, or they're doing it for themselves. Because, um, like I said, we you know in in the in the Pat Tillman stratosphere, we've lived it for a really long time. Of of you know, some people miss him, yeah. some people don't miss him. They actually, it's better for them that he's gone because they get to use him, who is a very powerful symbol um, by himself to help further some of the things that they care about. That's not to say that there's going to be these people who are like militantly pro WNBA. (laughs) There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just, it's, it's interesting to, to me to see how people's legacies sort of evolve after they're gone and how we, how we claim them and how we talk about them and everything like that. Um, and, and I, I would definitely hate to see something happen with Vanessa like has happened with with Marie Tillman, where where people are are willing to say, even though you were the closest one to him, you don't you don't actually know him. I do, oh, you know, well, like, well, I you know,
4: mean, I mean, she she's already had enough trouble with her mom, with the Los Angeles right. sheriffs and everybody else that she Nike I'm sorry uh yeah Nike and everybody else she's already had enough trouble with uh them so um
3: uh, I would I would say that I am going to celebrate Kobe Bryant's 43rd birthday by listening to his uh song Kobe on his debut rap album featuring Tyra Banks yes quite possibly the-, the not the worst rap in the history of raps but by far the worst beat ever laid down on any track ever
0: (laughs) at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field
4: All right, the next thing up, it is cancel or consequence. Do we need to cancel, Cancel,
3: cancel, Cancel.
4: or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. Now, 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 now. Where we literally tell you whether people are being canceled out in the world, or they are receiving consequences, and this is the today's people are the people doing the milk crate (laughs) challenge. So if you don't know what the milk crate challenge is like, this is literally people stacking uh, milk crates up in a
3: pyramid style. Please finish listening to this show before you go and look up the milk crate challenge. If you're not aware of it, because it will take up 90 minutes of your time.
4: Yes. Um, So they, they stack them up from one all the way to like six high. Seven high end sometimes. So it's like a natural staircase up and then back a staircase down. And people are getting absolutely crushed. Yet people continue to sign up to do it. And how originally, because this started out as like a hood thing, right? And they would pay people. I don't know who the original architect of this is. But. They started to pay people like, yo, if you can get up and all the way down, I'll give you, you know, a couple th- uh, I'll give you five, 500 bucks, thousand, thousand bucks, whatever it is. Like th- this is very similar to like how people would be doing with, with, uh, b- uh, what would it come? Bum fights. Y- so yeah, it, th- th- that's the way it originally started. And now you have all of these people trying to do it for some of them for money some of them for the uh challenge of it and here's what it looks like
5: take a look at him oh step in bow oh. Oh, oh, oh. 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 oh he got it too
2: oh,
5: huh? oh step up ah. here we go oh it's over oh,
0: Bang. Bang. oh yeah. let's
2: go ah.
5: Back And went down, whoop, leaning though. Here we go. Oh my, they get down one way or another. Get him, pow. Oh, my. oh, ah, my. Oh my. Oh my.
0: Oh. We probably
5: should
0: have put out a disclaimer.
4: Really. Other
5: dude
2: had it coming up. Oh, yeah, that's what
4: I'm talking about. Let's go.
2: Five, like Michael Jordan can't bench
4: me. Switch. So needless to say, a lot of people have ended up in the emergency room off of this. Are they being canceled or are they receiving consequences, Ralph? Because we didn't even know where to put this. The best of social media and actual topic
3: i laughed a lot and then i got to thinking like how the heck is this happening some of the people that are up on these crates like they don't seem like the type of people that are out there doing this for fun and then it hit me that they're probably doing it for money and and i mean like i don't know it's very very rudimentary japanese game show vibes (laughs) dude i used to love
4: mxc which which yeah. then turned out to the to be the American version of Wipeout. And my my, my my son's uh friend is the is the EP for Wipeout, right? Somebody died on the set this year, bro. Oh my lord. Yeah, but but not from an they they don't know whether it's from an injury or what whatever, but the person ended up having a heart attack, all that stuff. He was he he was like, dude, they regularly have broken bones, ACLs, all of that kind of, all that kind of stuff, and could it have what,
3: been from meeting Camille Kostek?
4: Could have, dude. I, I don't. Mean, yeah. Dude, but so, I believe that these people are receiving consequences, dude. It, they,
3: like you, like what, you they're happened destitute? to. The... You said everything is. Uh, everything is for sale, for sale but not everything's sale. on sale. Correct. So you're blaming these people for being in a position in life where their dignity and physical well-being was on sale in that moment?
4: Uh, I don't believe all the people are, are destitute. I think that they see an easy come up, dude. It's, it's like offering do, – do, uh, you know what this is like? This is like offering $500 at the club for the best twerking competition. You're going to have people who wouldn't ordinarily go out there and twerk do it or like a thousand bucks for a wet t shirt contest,
3: okay? This is, but this, this is a, that in a twerking contest, unless one of your ass implants is going to slip out of place, you're not in a situation <laughs> where winning a few dollars is going to get canceled out by the fact that you are in the ER without insurance, dude. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, I laugh. This my is responsibility, bro. You have to
4: make good choices. So, but then came came the question that I had: Where the f of these people getting all these damn milk crates from? I tweeted it out, and then apparently they sell milk crates.
3: I, yes, you. I mean, you can get these at like a farmer's co op. You can get them from out behind a grocery store. You can definitely get them if you go to an elementary school, and uh, because that's what the milk comes and goes. Why? In.
4: Why have I not seen a milk crate in ten years, probably, bro?
3: cuz you're not out there picking between white and chocolate in the elementary school food line. That's the only time I see these milk crates is is it is in the elementary school cafeteria. I don't know. They are great. They're very actually like helpful for storing and and moving things. Uh, But it's been a great time to be invested in milk crates because you'd be you'd be coming up big time right now. Maybe that's what this whole thing is, is just a giant conspiracy to sell more (laughs) milk crates.
4: Dude, it made me think, though, why haven't I seen more milk crates? And I was like, I don't think my lifestyle necessarily lends itself to being places where milk crates are.
3: Yeah, they don't ship pink Himalayan salt in milk crates. <laughs> therefore, you're not going to see in Beautiful <laughs> you know, lifestyle. Come on now. So anyway, uh, <gasps> I I spent an hour lost in this trend. I showed Aaron, my wife. She spent an hour lost in this trend. And then it hit me. If my kids see this and my oldest son just got his first cell phone, they would 100% try this. Dude, my- Why wouldn't they?
4: My my fifteen year old was like, "Dad, I could do this, but I would never do it." No, 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 no. I actually said, "No, no." He was like, "Dad, I would do this." My ten year old son, "Dad, I would do this." "Dad, I want to do it." I was like, "No, this is reckless." So I asked my fifteen year old. I said, "What would you say if you saw Patrick Mahomes doing this?" He was like, "I think he was an idiot." I was like, "So you would be an idiot." <laughs> Like you have an athletic future, and you're gonna go risk your season for it. He was like, "You're
3: probably right, Dad." I was like, "Bruh, I'm mad that I've watched enough of these to where like I'm talking to the screen as it's going." (laughs) Like, like because there's there, oh, there's a technique to it. Slow down, but not too much, and keep your weight in your ass. Yes, like that is very clearly like people who are carrying their weight up high are dead. Yep. They're dead. People who are except, going too fast for the are dude dead. Rolling
4: the blunt, who made it all the way across? Did he make it all the way across? Yes. It looked like he ate
3: it at the end, and then no, 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 and then no, 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 never no, no, no. let talking, it go. About
4: the dude in the the dude, um, the one who fell off with the guy too, because he went up to do it again with the other guy, and they were gonna cross by. He uh, he rolled the blunt while he was going across. Another kid stopped out, pulled out a book, and then read it. Had no just. And then went down. Dude, there are some people who have this down, but I think the key is, the key has to be the footing. Like you, because doing it in grass gives you a safer landing spot. I've seen people do it on concrete, which makes no damn sense. But then also doing it on the, like it needs to be flat ground. Like if it's uneven, it's going to make it much harder.
3: I think the key is to keep a really good center of gravity to be um to have your 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 knees bent the whole time yep. good posture and bent a little bit at the waist so that your center of gravity is always right there in your hips um and I, that's because I've watched a lot of this I do think I have one kid that could do this I'm not going to have him try <laughs> but he, he he's 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 very very balanced and very light and I think that could also be the key
4: yep um and that is cancel or consequence for the day. And you guys, this is a, uh, very, uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't say very short. This is an abbreviated, uh, rice or wrong to today. Thank you guys for listening to rice or wrong. We appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Peace out. Catch you guys on Wednesday where we have a great interview.
1: Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the
0: reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel.